23 minutes to 8. John Blake coming up before 8. Breaking at 8 after 8. Story that you'll scratch your head at when you hear. And then also this morning, the return of the editor of the Sunday Mail, Jess Leo Kelton, after 8.30, will talk local news. But first, he has emerged from his coronavirus shelter, <laughs> braved the fresh air, and made his way into the 5 double record. Hang on, what was that? It's Matthew Abraham. Morning, Matt. Morning, Will. Good morning, David. You're coughing. Matt- you're yes, now, there, I've, I've actually... Um, oh, here I've, we go. I've brought it in something for you. <laughs> oh, boy! There's, <laughs> can I, there's a roll of toilet paper. Do, what do we owe you, 100 no, bucks? No, no, no. It's a... Uh, <laughs> Lucy <laughs> wants one. <laughs> Lucy wants one. If, if you're serious... Hey, wait a minute. Just, hold up for the camera. Wanna... <laughs> if you are serious, I will take this home because I did a stock tuck last night. <laughs> It's clean. I haven't, you know. We're, we're, yeah, it's straight so out of the pack. Not used. No, that's good. <laughs> Pre-loved. We, um, I have a, we have a stock issue at home. And it's, yeah. Oh, I yeah. don't anymore. Yeah. See, I'm, I am going to make the ultimate sacrifice in these troubled times. Will, I'm going to give you my roll. Because I counted last oh, night. Man. We have 27 rolls of toilet paper at home. You, you said yesterday you How only had three. How many kids you got at home? Oh, about four. Four, yes. <laughs> about four. <laughs> Uh, no, there's sorry, four. Kate. There's, um, there's four children. <laughs> so you need... Goes, you need our grandkids, I reckon they go through a roll of session. Are you, are you well, kidding? One of, them's, one of them's still in nappy, so no, it's not really oh, an no, issue. That, that's all right. That's all right. So three. Well, people are... What an, what an interesting phenomenon it is. Mm. And, yes, I normally have a, quite a, a good reserve of... You know, I like about four eight-packs, you know, normally anyway, and I've got down to about one. Four eight-packs? Usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big buffer. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the quilting unscented. Uh, <laughs> but I... <laughs> Probably sharing too much here. <laughs> I didn't need it, but I read Laney Anderson's column in the Sunday Mail, and you can put this to Jess Leo for starting this panic, and I thought, well, Laney's a sensible person, mm. and she's sort of thinking, not, not about stockpiling stuff, but about her mother, who's... who's um, Obviously, elderly, mm. I suppose, um, and uh, which probably means she's about my age. Um, but um, <laughs> you know, maybe looking after her, maybe you know, if schools close, you've got kids doing year twelve. You know, do they need stuff at home? All this sort of thing. I thought, hmm, I, I might get some toilet paper. I wonder whether it's just uh, we don't know what we can do. Mm. It's taking control. Yeah, of one like, small it's thing. scary, like yeah. uh, uh, coronavirus. So. I'm going to get some toilet paper. I, I can stockpile toilet yeah. paper. I do wonder whether there's that, that psychology behind it. But I actually read. I read a, psycho, a psychologist in Sydney quoted as saying that exact same thing. It's about wanting to have a sense of control over something, and there's this there's this understandable sort of unease that can affect entire communities where you think I don't really understand what's happening here. Yeah. So, and for some weird reason. 48 toilet rolls can give you a sense that at least there's something in your got life sorted. Yeah. That has been fixed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you st- stockpiling the nachos, but that- <laughs> <laughs> I did get an extra bag of rice, pack of rice as well. No, I'm beyond the pulses. Chickpeas, four bean mix. <laughs> It'll all be happening. It'll be- you'll need the toilet paper. <laughs> 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 
I don't think 27 rolls is going to hack it. Now, the governments are, uh, I think, have been very proactive. Scott Morrison, you know, probably learned a lot from the bushfires thing. Yep. It isn't just letting this one sort of... You've got to say, in the context of the coronavirus, not going to Hawaii was a masterstroke. Yes, I agree. I think he cancelled he cancelled that one. And we see the state government here now, um, all sorts of responses. Now, this press release came out on, uh, on yes, March 2, so a couple of days ago, from Stephen Wade, Minister for Health and Wellbeing. And it's about the state government's changes to the South Australian Public Health Act. And they're, they're quite... Um, these are sweeping powers. They, they can um, allow for a warrant to be issued to detain a person if that person's considered to be engaging in conduct that creates a risk of spreading disease. Hmm. So they can just do it. You know, you, you you don't need... I assume you don't need a DPP or whatever. It's, it's effectively like a terrorism offence. They have these incredible fat powers. Or, and, and public health officials. The minister yeah. said to us yesterday, so they've always had the power, but now they've removed all the obstacles to applying that power. Yeah. So I, I wonder after this whether those go back or whether they just question. leave them in place because that tends to be what happens, doesn't it, when you, mm. have, you, know, you have terrorism powers for, and people say, well, this, we'll just leave them there now. You know, we've surrendered that right. This one's interesting. Have a think about this. Where necessary, allow verbal orders or directions to require testing, counselling or actions to prevent the spread of infection or detention to be followed with a written notice. Now, on... Uh, Saturday morning, I was at a certain supermarket in the eastern suburbs, and the checkout operator, every single item, touched their nose. They were rubbing their nose. Mm. You know, so she looked massively hungover, and that's fine. And it wasn't <laughs> touching li- a nose. Nothing was living in that system. As <laughs> <you said. laughs> touching a you know mouth, touching. And I'm standing there, and like you know, there go the avocados, and of course, you know they, you know they. <laughs> Of course, they have minimum packaging because it's all green yeah, now in the nice. store, if you know what I mean. And in goes the, in goes the carton of milk, touch the nose. And I'm thinking, do I say something? I will next time. But do I say something? Or, um, you know, when I got home, I just wiped everything down, you know, paper towel. And, you know, I know it's paranoid. Freak, freak me out. But um, I just thought, Ugh, that's not good. Even if there's no coronavirus, don't do that. Yeah. Mm. No, just... You know, it's it's funny you tell that story, mate. I had one, an experience on the uh, where were we at Thursday. It might have been two days ago at the opposite end of the spectrum at a, a, a food lane I went to with a young girl behind the counter, very obviously between every transaction, doused herself in aquium. I want to go there. Oh, yeah, it that's was my supermarket germ now. Free that, but it was because re- <laughs> we were thinking, what's she doing? Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. yeah, this is a real thing we do now. Part so, of it, I think, and it's interesting to compare our sort of individualist approach here, like get out of my way, I'm getting that last packet of toilet paper, versus the much more collectivist approach taken in China. We had um, an old uni mate of mine, Simon Carter, came on the show a few weeks ago. He lives in Wuhan. And I was talking to him yesterday, and he said that even when they were quarantined in their houses, he spent most of the last five weeks locked inside his 20th floor apartment with his wife and seven-year-old daughter. He teaches at a university in Wuhan. But he said that for for two hours a day, they have this system where within their neighbourhood, people were told, "This, this apartment block, you guys can go to the supermarket tomorrow between three and five. And he said everyone would just queue up, and all of the staff were wearing protective clothing, and everyone would just wait, and then in a really orderly fashion, they'd go in, they'd buy what they need, they'd leave, and then they'd go home again. And it, it, it's funny because the, <laughs> the panic here eclipses what he has seen yeah. at the epicentre yeah. 
of the birthplace of the virus. Maybe it's something about. Maybe it says something about life well, in a, communi- in a communist on. state. Weren't well. people being welded into their rooms in some places too? Well, that was happening. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what welded in? Welded in. They oh, welded yeah. their doors shut. Yeah, yeah, that's a downside. It makes it that's hard a... to panic when you've been welded in your dwelling. <laughs> that's. Does Stephen Way get a welding kit? I, I, I think it's part of these new powers. Matt's about to get to it. But well. <laughs> What I want to know is, technically, I suppose, you could go to the public health you know, department and say, I've been to this supermarket. Uh, this person, in my view, the, the, they have mm. not trained the checkout operators uh, correctly. They are endangering public health. I want you to um, do something about it. I want you to go and detain them, lock them up. They won't do that, obviously. But I, I, would, th- I would think then the public, you know, the Department of Health has an obligation to go to that supermarket and counsel them. About, yeah, uh, about proper practice. The detention thing. They'll be very thing. busy. They'll be very busy. I would think. Yeah. The detention thing could become an issue where if someone's told you need to be in quarantine for two weeks, because there's a case in Sydney where they told a guy, yeah. you suspected of having it, and then they found that they confirmed that he had it, and then the next day he snuck down to the survey to buy some stuff. Yeah. Well, that he'd be <laughs> under this. He could be detained. Yeah. He, he could indefinitely. I Just think. wanted a subway. He, he wanted. He could be the one of the footlong meatball with jalapeno. Sure. See, thank God for Uber Eats. <laughs> Arturo Taverna, who uh, many people would know, uh, and he knows what you want. Yeah, the hairdresser. He um, hairdresser the stars in Adelaide. They've got a um, like one of their businesses is hand sanitizer. And I was reading an in daily yesterday that they've just dispatched a forty foot. Con- um, Container with twenty five thousand liters of um, hand sanitizer to China and uh, Hong Kong. Seriously? Uh, wow! Yeah. yeah, they are they are going. You know, a bit like Kimberly Clark, they are going gangbusters in uh, extraordinary in, in keeping it up. I don't know how effective, by the way, um, Aquium and other hand cleansers are in counteracting the virus, but it probably makes us feel good. Yeah, placebo. Mm. Hey, thanks for the toilet paper. No problems. Uh, and good There's luck. More where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> Just be careful getting back to your car. Yeah, downstairs. <laughs> good luck out there, Matt. It's a jungle. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. It's our biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.